right, welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. My name is Rick McClatchy. I'm your host today. I'm a staff pastor at the Rocky Butte campus of Mana House in Portland, Oregon. And if you'd like more information about Mana House, our mission in life is to live like Jesus and share his love. We want to reach people. We want to gather them. We want to equip them. And uh, we want them to go and lead. We want to multiply. So, um, man, uh, here at the Growing Faith Podcast, our goal, our vision, our heart is to really equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. Like, the, the main part of the church, the uh, quote-unquote average Joe, if you will, like, um, I never really wanted to focus our attention on the quote-unquote leader in the church, but just in the people in the church, because uh, we really believe that, uh, we believe in the priesthood of all believers, that all of us are called, all of us have been given gifts by God to use, to uh, to spread the gospel, to see the kingdom of God extended as a result of our ministry, of God ministering through us. So we want to be ones that would strengthen those that are doing the work of the ministry. And so that is our heart today. And so uh, today I wanted to cover a topic of just some reflections uh, coming out of uh, pandemic, you know, like as we're, as we're a few weeks into this and for all intents and purposes it looks like we have a few weeks more uh, just wanted to run some thoughts by you guys uh, hopefully they're helpful um, you probably nod your head a bunch on some of them in agreement uh, maybe I'll make you angry with what you know I don't know we'll see how it goes so the first one I just wanted to jump into is uh, one of the things that I have realized uh, in this whole time of uh, stay at home and save lives, the whole pandemic, the coronavirus thing. Uh, number one is a slowed down pace exposes cracks in the foundation. A slowed down pace exposes cracks in the foundation. Um, sometimes, you know, when life is hustle and bustle and busy, you know, you don't notice things that are uh, maybe potentially small things, uh, but if left unchecked, if left untreated, if left uncorrected, uh, they can actually have pretty significant uh, impact on the long-term well-being of the structure, whatever the structure is that you're talking about. And uh, But what happens is when life slows down, when you find yourself with a little bit more time on your hands, you... Uh, you kind of stare off into space every once in a while. You're a little bit bored and and you start looking around uh, with no specific intent is your eyes then will tend to fall on things that you would otherwise skip past. And uh, and that might be uh, we might we might be talking about a physical thing, but we also might be talking about habits. We might be talking about family dynamics. We might, be talking about um, your own personal um, disciplines. There's a number of things that, you know, obviously could fall into this category. And really, none of them will get identified. And if they're not identified, um, you know, because our good friend Joe always says that knowing is half the battle. If we never get to the place of knowing what the issue is, what the crack in the foundation is, then we never go about calling the foundation company out to come and fix the cracks in the foundation. And so 
So I was just uh, pondering the value of the slowdown. And then I just started to kind of realize that, uh, well, the Lord has actually ordered slowdown in our lives on a regular basis. And um, it's actually pretty interesting when you look at Exodus chapter 16. And in verse 29, it says, See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. Let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. And I was just thinking about the kind of biblical pattern of when the Lord would, the people of God would go for a long time without observing the Sabbath, um, whether it was the Sabbath of the farming the land, they're supposed to take a year off, um, or if, or if they um, were ignoring the Sabbath day, that He tended to come and and collect on those days, um, the the seventy years of captivity gave the land rest and uh and it was you know after so many years of them not honoring the sabbath day and it's just uh so interesting how particular those words are remain each of you in his place let no one go out of his place on the seventh day so the re- so the people rested on the seventh day, and uh, you know our governor here in Oregon has actually said stay home and save lives. So everybody has been ordered to remain each of you in your place and let no one go out of his place. Only we've been uh, ordered to do it for days upon days upon days, and it would be interesting at the end of this to look back and count the number of days that we were supposed to stay home and do basically nothing and calculate how many weeks that would represent and just do a personal inventory in your own life. How long have I gone without intentionally observing the Sabbath? Now, I'm not really here to propose that God is punishing anyone. Uh, but boy, I sure want to learn this lesson on this on this time through this pandemic. I want to pick up the lessons that God is trying to impart into our hearts that we would not miss the the timing of the Lord, that we wouldn't miss the message that God is delivering to our hearts. And so, so that's the first one. Slow down pace exposes cracks in the foundation. Um, or you can uh, just uh, you can just put down in your notes the value of the Sabbath. Uh, number two, uh, kind of funny, just like wait, wait, what? I have neighbors. Um, the second observation I have is like, wait, I have neighbors. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. And then, kind of my parenthetical thought with that is what if Jesus meant my actual neighbors? What if he actually meant the people that live next door to me, right down the street from me? Kind of, I wouldn't be actually too bummed about that because in this time and season of of house arrest, you know, um, I've actually been out on quite a few walks and and met quite a few neighbors, uh, some that I had met before. Others that I'm meeting for the first time, but everybody just has time on their hands, and so they 
they talk. And, and when you're in a season like this, you're kind of more interested in talking about meaningful things, you know. And so it's been a very interesting time uh, with the neighbors. And so, wait, I have neighbors? Uh, I think because the the flow, the pace of our life, again, kind of going back to the first point, uh, the pace of our life uh, here in America is just so busy. And, um, you know, I'm not even saying that a lot of it's bad stuff, but you, you put too much, too much quote unquote good stuff in your calendar. What you have is a really, really full calendar and you have no time, no margin for the stuff that would happen if you just happen to be around, you know? And, um, so I've been kind of just, uh, in my own life, just kind of reflecting on that dynamic, uh, wait. I have neighbors. Uh, what if Jesus meant my actual neighbors? And now that I'm beginning to get to know them, what am I doing to make myself available and not honestly treating anyone as some sort of project like, hey, my goal is to get you to enter into the kingdom of heaven, you know, although, yes, of, of course, in my heart, that would be my desire that everyone would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. But I I just want to love them because they are people made in the image of God. And so whether they ever uh, confess Jesus as Lord of their lives, they are worth me loving them. So the first one, a slowed down pace exposes cracks in the foundation. Uh, number two, wait, I have neighbors. Number three, lack of time in the word results in lack of faith. Uh, version is a fantastic way to connect with friends in the Word of God, and uh, this could be one of our strategies and uh, one of our pandemic takeaways, if you will, is uh, being able to engage with other people in great Bible reading programs, devotionals, um, etc., um, even competing with one another to see how much of the Bible we can read, um, and but and then that's a really great part of it is the whole you version reading your Bible every day. Um, but n number two, there would be extended times of personal Bible study and reflection and recording of those reflections like journaling uh, of our time in the word is critical for having a faith that stands the test of time and trial. I think that we have seen a number, at least, I mean, I have made massive amounts of phone calls. I've talked to massive amounts of people uh, during this whole pandemic thing, and they're, they're, it's all over the board. You've got people that are full of faith, and you've got people that are like, what is faith? Like, they, they're so discouraged. They're so overwhelmed. They're so worried. They're so fearful. Uh, they don't even know, they don't know how to spell faith right now, let alone walk in faith, you know? And so um, it just got me thinking about how the habits that we have on the normal everyday cycle of life actually set us up for the, the, the way we're going to live through a crisis. It's a little bit like... Um, I will use uh, an example two different times <laughs> in this uh, time together. One, it, it's kind of like <clears throat> a retirement account. You know, you have to take something that you have, uh, maybe you don't feel like you have extra of, and you have to invest some of it to save it for later. 
And uh, and so that would be kind of like time in this uh, in this conversation um, in the re- in regards to uh, retirement. Obviously, it's money. You're trying to put money aside when you feel like you don't really have that money to spare um, so that you'll have money later down the road when you're not working. And so um, and and uh, this Bible reading uh, for the sake of developing faith. Um, if you look at Psalms chapter one, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, nor walks in the way of sinners, but his delight is in the law of the Lord in which he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, bearing fruit in season and his leaves won't wither. And and I just... Guys, I really want us to be a people that are like trees planted by the rivers of water, that we are solid and secure, immovable, and not only that, but that we bear fruit in season, providing food for those around us and shade from the heat. Um, There's just so much uh, beauty, actually, just in the, the picture of... Um, how many times in the Bible, actually, people are referred to as trees. And what an interesting study that can be to look at the qualities of a tree and why God would compare us to trees. Um, but one of the key ingredients there, obviously not walking in sin and not hanging around people uh, that do as far as, you know, just um, not walking in the counsel of the ungodly nor sitting in the seat of the scornful or walking in the way of sinners. Uh, But his delight is in the law of the Lord in which he meditates day and night. And I just, man, when is the last time you took a section of scripture and you meditated on it day and night? You let that wash over your mind all day long. All maybe even through the night. I don't know. I don't know how well you sleep. I, I guess the older you get, um, the less awesome sleeping tends to be. Um, <laughs> so uh, I've turned 40 now. And so every once in a while, those nights where I just wake up and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm awake, you know. And so um, even capitalizing on those moments and redeeming them, you know, it's the enemy comes to steal and kill and destroy your sleep. But Jesus comes that you would have life and life to the full. All right, so we have a slowed down pace exposing cracks in our foundation, just talking about the value of the Sabbath. Number two, we have, wait, I have neighbors. What if Jesus meant my actual neighbors? And then number three, the lack of time in the word resulting in lack of faith. Then the opposite obviously being true is the more time that we spend in the word of God, the greater, the stronger, the more consistent our faith is and will be. And then number four, relational connection really matters. Discovering digital connection is awesome, uh, but it's just not good enough. And I think we've kind of discovered that like, wow, it's great to meet over Zoom, um, over all those kinds of technologies. But man, something about being face to face with people, something about even the, the Sunday morning gathering for church and the face-to-face small group gathering where we look each other in the eyes and say, how are you doing? And I think that what we have been able to see is to some extent, even our physical like in-person gatherings had become 
at times a little bit like a digital environment where, hi, hello, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Have a nice day. That how much genuineness was coming through because the pace was so frantic because we're so busy. We're coming in and just kind of checking off the box. And and so my encouragement is that we know that digital connection is good, but just not good enough uh, to be the whole picture. Um, and then building community, when you're talking about relational connection, building something when you don't need it, so that when you need it, it's there. And I just, I've talked to so many people uh, in this time and season that, um, just like Rick, I got to tell you, I just don't have much of a social circle. Like I am real lonely during this time of uh, shelter in place, man. I, I'm i realizing the frailness of my social network. And uh, so the good thing about it is they're discovering that now and not, you know, on their deathbed. And so I guess it just throws all of life into this different perspective so we can go, okay, what am I investing my time in? What is actually important? <clears throat> and again, going back to the retirement picture, uh, investing in your retirement, again, you have to take something that you feel like you don't have enough of already and you have to invest it into something so that down the road when you need it, when you need to draw on that, it will actually be there. And community is just like that, where you got to take some time right now. And I know you got three or four kids and you're raising them and da, 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 da. You feel like you got no time, but you've got to invest time. And that's not just individually, but that's as a married couple, as a family, um, you know, and of course, all of these principles apply uh, to the single person. And that means for the single person, you have to take time. Uh, for yourself. And that means you can't only be doing ministry. You have to have times where you're just connecting with people because they need to know you. Um, you need to not just know people, but you need to be known. And uh, so uh, then, uh, and I think a great picture of where I was going with this uh, conversation is in Exodus 17, where um, they're battling the Amalekites. <clears throat> and uh, Moses is up on a big hill. And whenever he had his hands raised in the air, Joshua and the, the Israelite army was victorious in the battle. <clears throat> but anytime he put his hands down, they began to lose. And... The Bible actually then tells us that there's two guys that came alongside Moses in that, Aaron and Hur, and they held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. So his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. That's a long time. And that means sometimes when we are standing next to someone supporting them, that the support we have to give them is going to take a long time. And it's going to be a price we've got to pay because you got to believe Aaron and her, they started to get tired after a while of holding his arms up. Um, they actually brought him something to sit on and then stood next to him and held his arms up and um, saw him through to the end of the battle. And because they did that, all of Israel benefited. All of Israel was strengthened. And so kind of just two questions for you in this is who are your errands and hers in your life 
could you name them? And then the other piece would be, who are you and Aaron or a her to? Who are you coming alongside and helping? Who do you have in your life? And we've talked about this in previous episodes as well um, with different pictures. We've had stretcher bearers that we've talked about. Uh, but it's such a great question to continue to ask ourselves in the building of healthy community around our lives. Who are your errands and hers in your life that are going to hold up your arms in the battle? And who are you an Aaron or a her too that they would actually call on you uh, to hold up their hands in battle? So um, I hope that you have found this to be a, a valuable time together. Again, just the, the four things that I've pulled out of the experience of the coronavirus pandemic is a slowed down pace, exposing cracks in the foundation, just telling us about the value of the Sabbath. Uh, number two, wait, I have neighbors. Like, oh my gosh, a new perspective on looking at my next door neighbors as part of my very mission in life. The, the reason I exist is for these people that live right down the street from me. Number three, a lack of time in the word resulting in a lack of faith. So just uh, making sure that we are committing ourselves to be people of the word, extended time of study, of uh, memorization, of meditation in the word of God to build our faith so that when the time comes, we will not falter, but we will be solid. We will be trees planted by the waters. And number four, just relational connection really matters. And just talking about being Aaron's and hers to the Moseses in our lives and also having errands and hers around us for those moments where we are kind of the Moses in the story. Um, and, and the fact that we have to build that relational connection during a time when you might feel like you don't have the margin to give. But we've got to give it because otherwise it won't be there when we need it. And ultimately you'll find that the stuff you're investing your time in um, could potentially be less valuable than those deep relationships. So there you have it, folks. Another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast is uh, wrapping up and in the books. Um, as always, if you have any questions, comments, or snide remarks, please feel free to email me at rickm at manahouse.church. It would be my pleasure to um, be able to interact with you on what we've been talking about. Um, if you have any questions or ideas for future episode topics, and that kind of thing. Um, just love to be able to serve you as best as possible. So with that, I just say a huge God bless you and may you have the most amazing day.